friends in Christ, St. Peter's Square in the Vatican is a place that is literally covered in cobblestones. There are thousands and thousands of cobblestones in that place. And yet there is one stone among them that is unique in this sense, that chiseled into the stone is a date, May 13th, 1981. Now, many of you will remember that on that date and in that very spot, St. John Paul II was shot at point-blank range by a would-be assassin. The bullet went through his body, missing every major organ. He was rushed to the hospital, where he was bleeding profusely, and through emergency surgery, they were able to save his life. He later almost died of a tainted blood transfusion. He suffered greatly physically, spiritually, and emotionally through that terrible incident. But it was within a week that he announced in a recorded message to pilgrims in St. Peter's Square a powerful message of forgiveness and hope. He said, I sincerely pardon that man who shot me. And he went on to say, I unite myself to Christ, priest and victim, and I offer my suffering up for the sake of the church and for the world. So I unite myself to Christ, priest and victim, and I offer my suffering up for the church and for the world. What does it mean to offer one's suffering up for the sake of another? A couple of years after that incident in St. Peter's Square, St. John Paul II released what is perhaps his most personal apostolic letter, Salvifici Dolores, Latin for redemptive suffering, what he called the Christian meaning of human suffering. And in that apostolic letter, he begins with the question of why, that when we sometimes encounter the cobblestones of life, maybe for some of us there's a date we can point to, like that cobblestone for St. John Paul II. Maybe there's a moment in time where we encounter the cross that still we carry with us. Maybe it's something that's accumulated over time and is simply overwhelming. To ask God why is a great beginning. St. John Paul II says we should be asking, where were you? Why did this happen? What do I do? And yet we don't finish with those questions. We continue to move on in faith, realizing that we're not alone. St. John Paul II writes, In the cross of Christ, not only is the redemption accomplished through suffering, so not only am I forgiven in the suffering and death of Christ, not only am I redeemed, are the gates of heaven thrown wide open for me. But more than that, he says in the cross of Christ, human suffering itself has been redeemed. 
that even my suffering can now have meaning in the plan of God. It's no longer empty pain, some horrible, awful situation that I have to struggle through. It's always going to be that. But more than that, we can find meaning because God, in our suffering, has found us. St. John Paul II goes on to talk about the descending meaning of suffering. That God descends into our lives when we struggle. We don't have to worry about trying to find him. He comes looking for us. And that descending meaning of suffering is something that we find in our readings and even in the opening prayer for the liturgy this weekend. And the opening prayer, or collect, as it's called. We prayed, O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world. So in the humiliation of Christ, he who humbled himself to take on our humanity, he who went through the humiliation of being rejected by men, who went through the passion, who was spat upon and beaten and crucified and buried to rise from the dead, has risen up a fallen world, that this is God's plan. In the abasement of your son, you have raised up a fallen world. God descends into our own humanity, into our own struggles, and he lifts us up. We find it in the first reading in the book of Zechariah. The people of Israel have just gone through the Babylonian exile. So they had been unfaithful to the covenant of God. God had sent them prophets to call them back to fidelity, to what he wanted them to do, how he wanted them to live, and they had not listened. So he allowed them to be carried off captive into a foreign land. And they come back from that captivity into the land of Israel, and the land is devastated. The temple has been desecrated. Their way of life has been changed, and they had to be asking themselves, where do we find God in all this? And Zechariah responds in that first reading this weekend by announcing to them, he will find you. The prophet says, thus says the Lord. Rejoice heartily, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, on a colt, the foal of an ass. God will come to you, not in pomp and circumstance, but in tremendous humility riding on a donkey. All four evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, will cite this passage to talk about the entrance of Christ into Jerusalem, to be humbled, to undergo his passion, to raise up a fallen world. God descends into our lives in his humanity and lifts us up from the burdens we carry. And so it is also 
in the gospel from St. Matthew this weekend. Jesus addresses all those who are heavily burdened, those who are overwhelmed, those who suffer, those who struggle. And he says to them, you come to me. Come to me. All you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where do we experience the cross in our lives? Where do we feel overwhelmed or burdened by the struggles and the difficulties of daily life? It is in those very places that God descends into our lives. He who abased himself to raise up a fallen world raises us up when he comes into our lives to help us in the struggle. But where is he also asking us to unite our sufferings to him? To be yoked to him. To offer up our burdens and our struggles for the sake of the church and for the world. Jesus says to each and every one of us this weekend, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart.